Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky! No, 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 no. And Colin. <laughs> You're going too fast for me. I just panicked. I rushed through that. All right, let's get. We're gonna take it again, but real slow. Okay. Hey, moviegoers, you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. <laughs> now, there's two things I want to do with that. I want to listen back to it on double speed to see if it sounds normal, and I want to listen to that on half speed. <laughs> so we sound fucking insane. It's just drugged out of our mind or something. If you haven't done it already, definitely listen to our podcast at half speed because it is oh, yeah. a journey. <laughs> it really is. Listen to any any podcast at half speed, but you know why not? Why not make it ours? You're already here. Welcome. Another week. Yeah, another week. The two dudes are back at it again. I'm I'm back on the futon, baby. <laughs> that one review we were talking about, I love pull up a futon. Yeah, <laughs> pull up pull up a futon. <laughs> yeah, we got some reviews coming in. Happy to see you guys showing love. All part of our uh, initiative to get you guys some free T-shirts, man. We got we got some merch hitting the shelves, and by shelves I mean some warehouse on the internet somewhere. I don't know. But you guys can order shirts from us. You can win a free shirt. That's a pretty exciting thing, I think. Yeah, just review us on iTunes. Yeah, leave us a five-star review and some nice words. You'll be entered to win a, a fucking prize, baby. We got, got a, I got two shirts I could actually give away. And they're nice shirts, too. They're very nice. With our fancy, fancy logo on it. I wear mine all the time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I, more than I should. <laughs> it, yeah. It's one thing when it's like, because we've both played in a number of bands and stuff. It's like one thing when you have your own band's t-shirt, because it's it's likely that there's going to be a lot of those kicking around. You end up with one, you wear it to bed all the time. But this shirt has our actual name on it. Yeah, it so does. So <laughs> it's like a new level of conceited douchery <laughs> for us to wear our own shirts. But whatever, man. We're getting the word out. I actually I wear one of your old band's t-shirts to bed. Oh, that's so sweet. I have so a more sweet. faster shirt. That's that's adorable. Yeah, it's adorable. I don't even have shirts from my old band. I have a shirt from your old band. It has, <laughs> that works out. It has paint on it. I used it when I painted my apartment in the city. <laughs> it's dope. That's when you find the one shirt. You're like, this is a piece of shit. I'm never gonna wear this. <laughs> I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna paint around this shirt. It's also my cum rag. <laughs> and we're already there. But you can stay up to date with the whole uh, contest or giveaway. However, it's not really a contest. Yeah, whoever leaves the nicest review, <laughs> yeah, that's who we'll pick. <laughs> who says the nicest thing? The nicest like, thing. I bet you those guys are handsome. 
and have decent diets <laughs> and read a lot of books. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, well, charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> charmed, charmed. But follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that noise, at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. And if it's different somewhere else, well, then fuck it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just Search. look for our logo. Yeah. How are you doing, though? I am doing fine. Just fine? Just fine. Just fine? Okay. Just fine. Just keeping uh, keeping an eye on our race to the end of 2019, making sure I get more movies in than you. <laughs> you closed in a pretty big gap that I had earlier in the year, and now I'm just trying to maintain... Maintain. You still have an edge. Still got an edge. Still have an edge. I am at twenty five. I'm at twenty one. I think. So I'm um, holding. I'm holding it down. It was funny when we went and saw us last week. I said, I think you were like, I'm at twenty one or twenty two, and I'm like, oh, like after tonight, I'm gonna be at like twenty or something like that. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I still had a strong lead. <laughs> I was slipping, but luckily Netflix released three original movies just like yesterday. Is that really though a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, only one of them was good. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm really abusing myself. You're abusing it. And, you're abusing the rule and yourself because yeah. Now I'm forcing myself to watch shit movies. Yeah, I've uh, I've I started watching some Netflix movies and then I really it's killing me, so I stopped. Good. I think out of the 21 movies I've watched, I think only five are Netflix ones. Mm-hmm. I think half of mine are <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> and there's more to come. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to watch them all. Some of them are good, though. I think The uh, the but, Irishman is coming out this year. That's um, Scorsese, Joe Pesci, yeah. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Hopefully how how can good. that really be bad? Paddleton I liked. Paddleton was good. And I thought Triple Frontier was, was okay. Yeah, it was just all right. And it's um, just all right. You should watch The Highwayman. It just came out. What's his name? Woody Harrelson and uh, who's his face from uh, shit, Field of Dreams and whatnot, <laughs> and Waterworld. Why Field, can't I think of his name? Field of Dreams and shit and Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It's him and it's like the cops who are chasing after Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, it follows their story. That's cool. Yeah, that that one was that one was good. I liked that. It was cool. Not an A plus, but it's quality. We haven't given out an A plus yet. That's true. If it was an but A plus, hey, I'd be like, "Holy shit, I gotta watch this." But thing. hey, maybe the movie we're reviewing today is an A plus. Oh, who knows? I mean, it, maybe it's a big old D for Dumbo. <laughs> they literally call him Big D in the movie. Did you I catch know. that? Oh, oh yeah, I caught it. <laughs> of course, I caught that. Of course, I caught it. <laughs> big D, and I'm like, "Ew, how do they know how big his D is? <laughs> Leave the little guy alone. He's just a boy." <laughs> That part happened though in the movie, and because the character smacks Dumbo's ass, and yeah. he's just like, like, let's go, Big D. And I was like, yeah, something's happening in that stable huh. at night when the kids are asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they never okay. really tell you how he loses that arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somewhere in Dumbo, he lo- he lost his arm before Dumbo was born. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, whatever. <laughs> Don't challenge me in my uh, continuity. Yeah, no. So, obviously, we are doing an episode on Dumbo today. Yep, yep, yep. Keep your uh, big ears open for our uh, hot take on this movie. But, <laughs> you know, before before getting into uh, this fucking romp, this, how you say, circus of a film, this carnival of <laughs> evil and good and who doth triumph over the other 
where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> Literally nowhere. Literally going nowhere. Just wanted to say I didn't want to talk about Dumbo yet. Yeah. This is, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but this is a long line of uh, old classic Disney movies that they're turning into live action movies. Yeah, they just aren't really making animated movies nearly as much as I feel like they're making these now. Or maybe these are just getting like more attention and I feel like they're I, making... Pixar's getting more of the animated. Disney does have a few good ones. I mean... Is Frozen Fro- Disney? Frozen. Frozen 2 is Wreck-It, coming. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Is Disney. Oh, um, I forgot about that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, they're coming out with a lot of these right now. I mean, last year we had Christopher Robin. I don't know if you'd really count that one or not. Christopher Robin. <laughs> Poo. <laughs> <laughs> last the year before that, Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's live action, too. Yeah, oh, no, you're listening no, a lot. I'm, I'm listening to live action. All right, fuck off. The year before that, though, was uh, The Jungle Book. Yep. And Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yep. And there was the other Alice one, but that was so long ago. Yeah. Cinderella, Maleficent, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's about Damn. one. I, there's. It feels like there's more, but maybe that's because like we're going to be talking about one that's coming out soon. Oh, and yeah. That's one, right. You know, the Dumbo just came out. But it's it, on average, it's been about one a year. Damn, man. It just feels like more. I don't know if we really need them. I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we do either. But that being said, I think it would be a good idea that we just like kind of get away from the madness. And if I could, if you're up to it, I would love to just like take you by the hand <laughs> and off your uh, second floor balcony in this castle of yours, this castle of a home of yours, hop on uh, my fucking magic carpet and, you know, Try to show you how you say a world, but like not a world you're too familiar with. <laughs> more like more like a new world. Maybe half of a No, you know what? I think a whole, a whole new world. That's uh where I should show you. Hey, what are you doing? Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> because we're going to the trailer park. <laughs> I wish that's how the movie actually went. <laughs> hey, hey, you! <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes! <laughs> Very aggressive. So yeah, we are talking <laughs> The Jungle Book. Hold your breath, it gets better. <laughs> hold. <laughs> hold, hold your breath, it gets better. <laughs> better. <laughs> Pop Punk Aladdin. <laughs> hold. Hold your breath, it gets better. In my hometown. Oi! Oi! <laughs> what is happening? Nah, baby, we're you talking Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Now, um, a little inside baseball. I think out of all the old school Disney movies, I think Aladdin's my favorite. Yeah, I have to really think about that because there are some other ones that are like way earlier Disney that I'm a big fan of. I was actually just talking about it with a buddy of mine earlier. The Robin Hood. I love that. Love that one. That movie sucks. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Sword in the Stone were like big ones for me. And Black Cauldron is fucking weird. Sword in the Kidney Stone. <laughs> I wish. That'd be an interesting. It, it would make, uh, be a lot more relevant to <laughs> today's. Our, yeah, our lives now. Now that we're not children and we're like 30 year old men. But now this movie, I, when I first started seeing like all of these live action remakes pop up, Aladdin was the first one that came to mind where I was. Just thinking, this would be awesome, yeah. awesome as live action. Just because you have like the uh, 
you know, like all the mysticism and like the magic and, you know, it's not, there's not too many animal yeah. characters. There's the monkey who doesn't talk and then the parrot who does talk. Iago talks, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, and then there's a tiger who doesn't talk, but like it's focused around primarily humans mm-hmm. and then a genie, but like it's just the the like scenery and the atmosphere is so different from any other Disney movie, it being like, Cave of Wonders. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah, man. I just saw this as being like a, an obvious choice to remake with live action because it would just transition really well. So hopefully it delivers. Yeah, actually, it's it's weird because, um, you know, this year we're getting Dumbo, which we already got. Yep. We're getting this and we're getting The Lion King. Yeah. And The Lion King is kind of in the same boat as Dumbo in that the movie is run by animals. And in the yeah. and in the you know the cartoon in the animated version those animals you know can talk and stuff like that right but then in the live action one they can't or at least in Dumbo's case he can't I'm pretty sure that right. the Lion King the Lion the Lion King they can there's no humans in Lion King yeah no and obviously obviously that's a good choice but I was like worried that they were kind of gonna do the thing where it's like okay well this character can't talk so we need to bring in a bunch of humans to like drive the story yeah when like the main reason you're there is to watch like Dumbo or like another character like that. This movie with Aladdin, like you said, there's no animals in it and all of the visuals and everything is all either just really awesome scenery or like magic and stuff like that. Yeah. So this would actually re- lend itself really well to being a, a successful live action movie. At least I think it will be. Hopefully. Fingers I'm, are crossed. I think it looks good. I know other people though are very low on it. Well, there's quite a quite a buzz about it, but let's see what that buzz is all about. Play this trailer. Street rat. Yeah. Already recreating a nice, nice little scene at the beginning of the original. You stumbled upon an opportunity. Staff is cool. Go overhead. I mm-hmm. can make you rich. What do you think of the look rich of like the costumes stuff? Princess. Costumes look fine. I am not a fan what of the choice they made for Jafar. The actor or the costume? Wonders. The actor. Yeah. I feel like Bring Jafar should be older. I I actually agree. He also. looks like he's like the same age as Aladdin, and he doesn't have a very intimidating like, voice. Yeah. Will Smith as the genie. Blue Meanie, Will Smith Genie. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out. So I feel like I'm in the minority on this, but I actually really like the way that the genie looks. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I, there's, for whatever reason, I don't understand why there's a lot of like backlash over like, what the fuck are you doing with the genie? And well, I do have one little backlash to it. There's just like this problem in uh, in Hollywood right now where they're just miscasting, like making poor like racial choices, whitewashing and stuff like that. I feel like if they wanted to do the right thing in this movie, they would have hired a blue person to actually play the genie. I thought a princess could go anywhere. I I saw people though like the, when they released the first photo of Will Smith and he wasn't blue, they're like, "What the hell?" And then they, and then released they released him as blue, and he's like, "What the hell?" And yeah, like, nobody's happy. It's like fuck him. Yeah. Hold your breath, it gets better. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in a hole. 
Lovely. Coming soon. Yeah, very no, soon. Coming very soon. Yeah, two months. Two months from now. Not even, um, man. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm very excited for this. Like I said, it's probably my favorite Disney movie, old school Disney movie. And I feel like they're actually being like true to a lot of it. I mean, right here they got this whole dance number type thing with, with the uh the genie song when he comes out. Like Yeah. I feel like that was probably something when doing the movie, they were like, We don't need to do that. Yeah. But they're probably sticking true to the story, which I like because some of these have not stuck true to the story and I have not enjoyed them very much. Yeah, and they changed some pretty major scenes. Like I feel like Jungle Book was probably the most egregious. Yeah, Jungle Book was pretty good though. Yeah. Did you um, not like it? I didn't love it for sure. Here's but I don't I also don't know if any of these movies are really gonna blow me away yet. Yeah, that's here's my thing with like these movies is I feel like these movies haven't felt like what's the reasoning behind making these movies? Money. Yeah, exactly. Have yeah. any of these movies really felt like they're being made for anything other than money yet? Like has there been a movie where a director's come in and been like, I have a new cool vision for this movie? Maybe Maleficent because it's a different story, kind of. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so I can't speak on it. I mean, some of these have been good. I've enjoyed some of them, but I just feel like these live action movies, I can't get behind anything other than like, or I can't understand any other motivation to make them other than let's just make some money. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I guess another motivation would be like kids nowadays probably, unfortunately, don't want to watch an old cartoon. They probably want to see something shiny and fancy either cg or like this yeah which is horrible but maybe they just want to recreate the stories for the younger generation and they can enjoy it but it makes sense and then they're also pulling on the nostalgia strings yeah for people our age because when the first aladdin was like 90 92 93 maybe the first aladdin yeah i i, I want to say it's it's definitely early 90s because i i was a, i was a little boy i was a young man a young man um, 92. Nailed it. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. I would like a director to work on one of these movies and really have a vision for it. But so many of these movies have been so like, you can just tell cash grabby that with this one, I'm almost like, okay, just stick to the story. Just do it. Just do it justice. Yeah. Because like, there's been a few that are shit. Like I did not like Alice in Wonderland at all. <laughs> yeah. Or Alice through the looking glass. No, that one was bad too. I'm hopeful for this one. None of the others really blew me away. <laughs> Is that a that's a reference to the genie? I don't know what you're talking about. But I will see this one. <laughs> will Smith. Will Smith, yes, I got it. Sorry, that joke that joke blew. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more monkeying around. Oh. Yeah. You done? Yeah, I think I'm going to desert this. <laughs> <laughs> this uh train of thought all right i uh <laughs> i'm run- no i'm dry i'm dry all right dry like a desert yeah dry as a desert. <laughs> uh even beauty and the beast though i know everyone really loved beauty and the beast i didn't enjoy yeah dude that one it was much. a tale as old as time <laughs> jeez <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, I didn't, and I didn't like because when I watched it, I again, I felt like there's no reason for this to be remade, and I was comparing it to the old one, and the old movie is infinitely better than it. Yeah, and a lot of these movies are amazing. So, like, it's kind of like I don't think you're gonna improve on the source material very much. Yeah. So that's why, like, I would almost prefer them to go in like a different direction on some of these, 
And no maybe, one's no maybe, one's quick as Gaston. No one. No one's thick as Gaston <laughs> with two C's. <laughs> Nobody in this world's got a meatier dick than Gaston. <laughs> there was I fuck bitches a plenty and masturbating. <laughs> There was another time, there was another time uh where we were singing that song and you said um you're like you're like no one fucks like Gaston no one sucks like Gaston and then you didn't have a rhyme so you said nobody watches the Milwaukee Bucks like Gaston <laughs> and I started dying. It was a stretch but we made it. We stuck the landing. That's what's that's what's important. No, I, I've been saying a lot about how I would like a director to come in and do, do something unique but I think they've some of them have tried with that already, and it's they failed. So I, with this, I'm just like, okay, thank God you're just, just sticking to the source and material. And Will Smith is very charismatic and proven to be very funny. I think he will do fine. I think people need to not expect Robin Williams, because obviously you, you we ain't getting it. Because I think that's another big problem that these um these remakes go up against, or people are like, all right, well, it better hold up. And like, I think it's kind of limiting to directors and actors when the people are like, well, it needs to do X, Y, Z so that I'm happy, and then it does justice for the original movie, and it puts them in a box where it's maybe a little bit more difficult for them to kind of branch out from that and make it their own. I think that Will Smith will be entertaining. I think he would be a fine genie, but I don't think he's going to be necessarily bringing the same thing that Robin Williams brought. So people shouldn't expect Robin Williams' performance out of Will Smith. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't... That we wouldn't say be fair. obviously, but look at, when you read reviews online of stuff, like Us has negative reviews that literally just say, I like Get Out better. Yeah, that's not <laughs> so a review stupid. of the movie you watched. So like we're dealing with idiots out here in this world. Yeah, I think like I have no way of knowing this. I haven't read anything about the movie or anything. But, you know, anyone who was going to take the role of Genie knew that it was going to have to, in a sense, almost be a tribute to Robin, Robin Williams because you're redoing a, like an iconic character and performance yeah. that he did. And, you know, now that he's not here, it even it means even more so. I feel like Will Smith definitely knows that he's do like this is a performance that has to come from a place where you're trying to honor someone and I think he's going to do really good with it. Absolutely. Yeah. People were saying like, "Oh, like there's 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 enough um audio from like other takes from the Aladdin movies and like with Robin Williams' voice that they could actually still use Robin Williams' voice for this movie." Hmm. and but, i don't know how but, i'd feel about that well he has a clause in his contract that basically said like when i'm dead you can't use any like my like you can't use me in a movie which is insane that that's a thing that we yeah <laughs> that know. actors have to worry we, about we've now. talked about that in a previous episode too because it's it's nuts that like we can just we can just put anybody we want in this movie yeah look at rogue one yeah that was crazy insane uh, yeah i don't know if there's anything else that we want to get into on this i uh I'm excited. I think I like the costumes a lot. I think the CG looks pretty good on it. And, I, you know, I like the musical numbers. There's a bunch of scenes already that you can tell are taken, you know, straight out of the, the, the movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, honestly, my only complaint you already mentioned, I don't like the way that Jafar looks. Yeah, at all. He looks too young. I feel like he should be like an older. I feel like he should just be older or something. I don't know. He doesn't seem intimidating more, more at menacing, all. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like a slightly older dude. Now, if this does well, it's like Aladdin looks like he's 22 and then Jafar's like, well, listen, kid, 
I'm 25, so you could suck my dick. Like, <laughs> this is my parrot. This is my staff. Go in that cave and bring me the lamp, you piece of shit. I am your elder. I am three years <laughs> older than you. <laughs> I have slightly more beard than you, you scumbag. Slightly more. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a good amount more beard. But that's the other thing is he's not rocking the, the Jafar look. Yeah, I feel no, like that's an, that's iconic facial hair is that whole Jafar look. And isn't Jafar like he's like tall and slender and like he almost looks like Grim Reaper-esque. Yeah, he's kind of creepy looking. And he's got like really long fingers and shit, I think. Yeah, sure. and he's just so clearly like older. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe this actor's gonna blow me away. You know who I feel like would be a great um great Jafar? Like Oscar Isaac or somebody. Oh, man, I love Oscar Isaac. Well, he's just such a good actor. That's really why. I could see that working, though. You know who really needs to be Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what this movie needs, white people. We got to get them in there. We need more roles for white people in Hollywood. I don't want to go off on a tangent. All right, what do you got? So I won't. So maybe we'll get out of the trailer park, and then I'll bring it up. Let's get the fuck out of this trailer park. It smells like shit in here. It smells like shit. There's sand everywhere in this trailer park. This is the weirdest trailer park I've seen. <laughs> Who put a trailer park in the desert? It's hot as balls in here. Yeah, that would make no sense. No sense. They need to plan better. We should, we should, when we get a little bit more clout behind us, we should do a tour where we have live podcast shows in trailer parks, like yeah. actual trailer parks across the world. <laughs> I know of 20, just like two towns over. Really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like the old town that I grew up in, there's like a trailer park every half mile down the road. Well, we know where we're going now. Hell yeah, we're going on tour. So um, everyone's gonna be like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" <laughs> and I'm literally just sitting there like, "This place smells like shit." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get murdered in the first first stop of the tour. It's the two dudes. Yeah. No. Speaking of, I guess like whitewashing and stuff. Did you see how Jordan Peele caught heat? Oh yeah. Fuck anybody who's upset by what he said. I love him. Yeah. He's He's great. That was it. Was stupid. <laughs> yeah, just people being like, "Oh, how how dare you?" Because they were asked like, "Oh, you, would you ever cast like a white person in as like a main character?" And he his quote was just, "I've already seen that movie." Yeah, so his, like just no, like his full quote. Also, like a lot of people are taking it out of context. It's usually yeah. that the headline of all the articles is like Jordan Peele hates white people, <laughs> or like <laughs> or like Jordan Peele won't cast white people or whatever. And then the actual quote is like. They asked him, would you ever have a white person, white male as a protagonist in your movie? And he said, like, he didn't even say no. He just said, I don't see myself doing that. And that's yeah. just because I've seen that movie. And he also said, like, and I also like being part of this, you know, uh, like culture movement to, you know, represent more people. Like, thought it was very like he didn't say anything bad. Yeah. And then people. And he out puts over. white people in his movies yeah. already. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are talking. Dumbo. The dumbest of bows. <laughs> now, I mean, we've already talked a lot about all these Disney remakes and all that in the trailer park. Yeah. This movie got me actually pretty excited as soon as I saw that Tim Burton was attached to it. Really? Yeah. Maybe 10 years ago that would have excited me, but Tim Burton has kind of soiled his own name. Wouldn't you say so? Like, have you looked at like his probably, yeah, past 10 years of movies? Past 10 years have not been great. No. But he has still made or been a part of some of my favorite movies. Yeah, sure, but that was then. This is now. It is It is then, and this is now. But I just felt like Tim Burton was a good fit for this movie, at least before I saw it and everything. Yeah. Um, 
looking from the outside looking in just the whole circus freak aspect of it i mean tim burton has already had i think to my knowledge four movies that he's been involved in that have circuses in them oh yeah i can see big big fish which there's a batman movie i forget which one has a circus in it i think it's um i think it's the first one first one but um yeah no i mean he <laughs> i think he's actually said that he doesn't like circuses but it's like why do you keep fucking putting circuses in your movie buddy <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's his way of confronting a fear. Maybe. That'd be kind of be weird. A little inside baseball. I mean, there's so many movies of his that he's been involved in that I love. Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's a given. And that, that movie's amazing. Ed Wood is probably one of my favorite of his, and it's far underappreciated. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. It's about Ed Wood. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I guess this isn't, again, this isn't recent because we're talking like 10 years out. Ten years out, he hasn't really made anything all that good. But Sweeney Todd was two thousand seven. I really love Sweeney Todd. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, there's the two Batman movies. He did Frank and Weenie. I thought Frank and Weenie was okay. I actually talked about this the other day. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a monstrosity. Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. But yeah. yeah, no. I mean, he's got he's got a bunch of really good movies. I've always loved. I mean, like as an artist and animator, I've always loved his style. I love the stylized characters that he makes. Yeah, and I love the like the, the darkness and the the weirdness to everything he does and also he usually comes with one of my favorite actors which is johnny depp yeah but i was actually happy to see that johnny depp wasn't in this well he kind of was wait what we'll get to it oh wow (laughs) oh man i'm scratching my head okay he was in this he well no was he he a voice no of something no don't just don't don't even it's gonna you're gonna open up a can of worms did he play a can of worms oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> what a stretch <laughs> <laughs> no uh we'll get we'll get to it but yeah no, all mean, right i really like timber and i felt like his style fit the kind of the design of this Wait, movie did johnny depp play michael keaton maybe do it the other way around michael keaton was playing johnny depp i think so how do you think i actually did write like it is kind of felt like uh willy wonka I, the way he's like going into the park and everything. Now we're getting a little ahead of it, but that's why that's why I said we'll, we'll get into it. You can't tease me like that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure it out. You want me to keep going, or you want me to just tell you? Yeah, what? keep going. Okay. We'll get back to it. You know, I I felt like Johnny or Tim Burton's style definitely uh, lent itself to fitting the design and like tone of this movie a little bit more. So I was excited that he was a part of it, even though he hasn't done anything all that great in the last ten years. I was not excited because I've seen what he's done recently and I've seen him do live action Disney movie before because he did Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass. He didn't I don't think he did Alice Through the Looking Glass, but he did Alice in Wonderland. Oh really? He didn't No, he didn't he oh. didn't shit the bed twice. Okay, good. <laughs> shit the bed once. Shame on you. <laughs> shit the bed twice. Shame on me. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I I was looking forward to look forward to this i thought the design in the trailers and everything looked really cool i like this the circus freak like aspect like aesthetic that's just yeah. something i like um one of the my second fa- this movie starts it feels like a tim burton movie yeah it does yeah let's just get the let's just get the uh the formalities out of the way we've already said that tim burton directed it but the writer on this movie man this guy you want to talk about a track record <laughs> this <laughs> I also looked at it before we started recording. Aaron Kruger is the writer on this movie, and he has done such gems as Transformers 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> Scream 3, Ghost in the Shell, all the Ring movies. Yeah, like, every Ring. 
uh, very weird choice for a writer on this kids movie is a guy who's yeah. done either uh, very culturally insensitive action movies or yeah. <laughs> horror movies. Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> yeah, like why? Who picked them? I uh, yeah, this that's very strange. Who picked them? We need someone for this kids movie. Who should we get? Uh, this guy does a really good job writing roles that uh, either objectify women or just murder women. You wanna. You want to have him come join? But yeah, he sounds perfect. Yeah, I mean, for this kid's movie. <laughs> there's barely any women in this movie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's Jumbo. Like... Yeah, j- Jumbo. <laughs> Jumbo's a woman. It's his mom. It's, I know. That's, I'm just, I started laughing because it's like sadly true. That, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so Tim Burton and Aaron Kruger team up to uh, do this. Good cast on this movie, though. I will, I will say that. Great yeah. cast. Amazing cast. Colin Farrell plays Holt Farrier. Uh, you know, I thought it was funny. I, a lot of these movies have, or a lot of these actors have um, Tim Burton connections to them. Yeah. Him, I didn't really find anything, but a lot of them, there's a lot of connections. Oh, of course. Like Colin Farrell, I mean, you probably that... know him from Daredevil. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bullseye. Uh, Minority Port. But uh, Michael Keaton plays VA Vandermeer, and he's in, to my knowledge, at least four Tim Burton movies before this. Yeah. No, I don't know if it's before this. Batman, Batman Returns. Yep, yep. And Beetlejuice. Yeah. So Dumbo's his fourth. Awesome. Danny DeVito, I think this is also his fourth. He was in Big Fish, Mars Attacks, and Batman Returns. You also probably know him for being as disgusting as possible on Always Sunny. Yep. <laughs> this is the first time that the three of them, uh, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and Tim Burton, worked on a film since Batman Returns. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Family <laughs> reunion. Yeah. Also, I just remembered Michael Keaton, Birdman. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I wrote down at one point during this movie because his, his performance in this movie is great. I liked him a lot. Okay. But I then I started to realize, oh, I actually just really love Michael Keaton. Okay. Michael Keaton might honestly be in my like top five favorite actors of all time. Okay. Because I fucking love him. Yeah. I know, I know you great. like him a lot. I like him a lot, too. We'll get to how I thought he was in this movie, though. Oh, oh, oh. Eva Green, she was in two Tim Burton movies before this, Dark Shadows and Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Mm. Uh, she's also in Casino Royale. But yeah, no, she, she's, I guess she's the most of a female actress in this movie. She's, yeah. And, um, and the daughter. And the daughter. And then Alan Arkin is Jay Griffin Remington, and he was in Edward Scissorhands. So, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, almost everyone in this movie has a Johnny Depp connection except for Colin Farrell and then the two kids who this is for both of them their first movie that they've ever done. Cool. Uh, yeah, Nico Parker plays Millie, and Finley Hobbins plays Joe. So where do we want to start on this? I guess we can just talk about the fucking awesome guy who basically named Dumbo. Because <laughs> that, he's <laughs> the, he's the real... The you want to talk about who's in this movie and who stars in this movie? That's the real star. Yeah, he's pretty awesome in it. <laughs> this guy... Oh, my God. <laughs> That was some of the best worst overacting I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they bring out Dumbo and they hide his big ass ears in like a bonnet and uh he sneezes a feather and he like pops out and breaks his sign because it says dear dear ba- ba- dear baby jumbo. Yeah, dear baby jumbo and he pops up, he like hits the sign. And then the uh, the J falls off, and the D from deer falls down. It falls down and flips, and it says, 
ear baby Dumbo. Yeah. And a and a gentleman stands up and goes, uh, "Look, it says Dumbo." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> Stop the movie right now! I need to see what this guy is doing when he gets home. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted to follow. I wanted to follow his life. <laughs> he he seemed awesome. Yeah, it was that was rough. <laughs> that was awesome though. <laughs> they were like, I, I want to know what the directing note for that guy was. They're like, listen, you only get one line. You really gotta chew on the scenery for this one. <laughs> I need you to read this line like you've never read a book in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and like you eat hay every every <laughs> meal, every meal of the day. You're just a real dumb shit. <laughs> and he nailed Dumbo. it. Um, <laughs> it says Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. Let's let's start with this. What do you think about the visuals in this movie? Because right away they kind of they kind of try and get you to feast on as many visual. Yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming at times. Like I said earlier, it is right out the gate. You're like, this is Tim Burton, just in terms of like the saturation and the contrast, like in shots and just like the 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 lighting. Like I, I don't know. It feels. Like it, oh man, this is hard to it's hard to pull off. It it makes sense in the context of like an Alice in Wonderland because you're in like a mystical world that's like not real. Like you're in Wonderland, so it makes sense that things almost have like a uh, an aura to them, or like there's like a fogginess and like some sort of the color grading on it is a little weird. It, it almost washes out some colors and yeah, scenes. it it just doesn't feel realistic at all. And I understand that it's you know being portrayed from a cartoon, but I don't know. I think it. I'm talking about the realistic aspects of the color in a movie where there's a flying elephant. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I guess I don't have a leg to stand on. I, um, my opinion on it. I, I think the design of the movie is really good. I like, I like a lot of the design elements to the movie. The, the set design, yes, but set design, costume design. Uh, I, I, I love like all it, that. I feel like it's the texturing that they do, and it's like the added, like effects on top of that you know the, what i mean the, the cg and the color grading on this movie i feel is very inconsistent yeah i agree like the set design is really cool and the costume design is cool i like that a lot but yeah there's there's such a weird almost like i'm pretty sure they shot this in like mayfair <laughs> like the instagram <laughs> filter yeah the, right away because when the trailers came out and stuff, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a visual spectacle. Like, this is going to be really awesome. And then within the first, I don't even want to like exaggerate within like the first minute of this movie. I was like, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting that spectacle that I wanted. And we're <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because because right away they show uh, like a wide shot of like the whole circus. Yeah. And you can see where the green screen ends. <laughs> or, oh, or, yeah. And, like, and Very I was like, clearly. And I was like, that's OK. It's over. And then, and then right after that, they and show with the train, the train, and it's it's also very weird the way the camera moves in that. Like it kind of like the train's like speeding up, but then like I guess the camera kind of follows it, but it yeah, it just doesn't look consistent at all. And then um, there's a scene right around there where the guy's got a snake on him, and mm -hmm. it was some of the worst CG I've seen in a very long time. It's <laughs> awful. Yeah, that I didn't like. I will say this though, when the CG works, it works really well because obviously Dumbo is 100% CG and I felt like the elephants looked very good. Yeah, Dumbo and, looks great. And Dumbo looks very good, yeah. And you could really, um, he really emotes. He does, They do yeah. a really good job. It's, of, all, it's all in the eyes, man. 
It's all it really nice. is. So I mean, it's it's inconsistent when it when it works. I think it's great, but it's inconsistent. I feel like you can't watch the movie and not see that things obviously look way better than other things. Yeah, and something else that I I caught immediately when the movie started, similarly to the visuals, and although the visuals were kind of like left something to be desired, the musical score to this is perfect. Yeah, I like the music Spot a lot. Spot on. Mm-hmm. And it's Danny Elfman who works on like every Tim Burton movie. Yeah. All practically every Tim Burton movie. And he Danny Elfman has such a distinct sound. But it was so cool because you can hear it and fully hear the uh Elfman esque quality to it, but it's his take on the original score to, to Dumbo the, to Dumbo, yeah. the original movie. So I I loved that. I loved what they did with that. And instead of just taking the songs from the original and then just kind of like, you know, carbon copy, maybe you just update it. Like yeah. this one, like it actually felt in his own voice. Liked a lot. Yeah, I I agree. I like that a lot as well. Another thing that I actually really like, and this is also established very early on in the movie. I really like all like the circus freak characters. Again, like I said before, maybe it's just because I like that, like, aesthetic and that theme Mm -hmm. i really liked american horror story freak show like i thought that was a really great season but no i just i liked going through all the different like tents and stuff like that and seeing there's the strong man's rongo the strongo (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's the one like merlady who is clearly like just sitting in a glass tube with like water just on like the outside of it that was funny yeah eating a Uh, sandwich yeah like (laughs) like i I don't know i just i thought it was funny that they've got um i don't even know if they were really freaks or whatever but they have those mice that like have their own little circus in there yeah which i think is supposed to be a throwback to uh the mouse character from the original dumbo movie oh good call but yeah no I, i i liked i liked seeing all the characters and part of me wishes that the actual freaks were more characters than they are in this movie because they really don't have much going on hmm yeah no do they need to though? Isn't the movie about Dumbo? It is. Did the freaks really have anything to do with Dumbo in the cartoon? No. But does Dumbo have anything to do with his own movie here? <laughs> he really doesn't. He really doesn't. So like, what are we doing? That's yeah. That was an early note, or not? I guess an early note, but that was like one of my initial thoughts after leaving the movie. I'm like, Dumbo was about thirty percent of that movie. Yeah, that's about it. I didn't want to uh, spoil anything when I was talking about. It movies that originally had animals in them and then they focus too much on the other shit this is one of them (laughs) yeah it is big time and um that's why like the original dumbo has you know animal characters that talk to each other i almost wish that they did that with this one maybe it would have looked goofy but at least you would have probably like you're showing up to see dumbo but dumbo's barely in this movie yeah it's true and the parts that he is in it are the best parts of the movie in my opinion and definitely the Dumbo character gives you the most emotional moments in the movie. So, yeah. like, why is he, like, barely in it? I don't know. <laughs> so. Beats me. Just like that guy with the whip beats him and his mother. <laughs> but he dead now. He is. Yeah, dude, there's death in the first act of this movie. Yeah. And Dumbo gets taken away from his mom. Like, this movie is 90% sadness. It, it really is. I'm pretty sure Tim Burton hates kids. <laughs> like... I don't know why. Who put him in charge of this? It's a PG. It's a kids movie, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "This is dark. This is fucking dark." <laughs> when you said who put Tim Burton in charge of uh, kids, yeah, I was thinking the same thing watching these kid actors in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because they suck ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well, well, the son offers nothing. I thought the daughter was worse than the son. 
But what's the sun do? The oh, sun does nothing. Well, that, that's more of a writing. I'm talking about directing to get good performances out of them. Oh, okay. They're bad. And I mean, I know they're kids, but yeah, first movies and stuff. She didn't bother me. The daughter didn't bother me too much. She felt very like just like dry. I am reading off a script right now. <laughs> like a robot. See, I just I took it as maybe she's more shut down because her mom died. You insensitive dick. No, she's bad at acting. <laughs> Probably that too. <laughs> But like, why did why did they need the son? He literally offered zero to the story or any other character, really. Yeah, like there's no there's no depth to to the son. We're talking about like like the the writing and stuff like that, and the kid performance and stuff. I didn't think the performances were very good by the the child actors, but also it you know child actors can be tricky, and you don't kind of know what you're gonna get. I feel like yeah. we've had we've actually had some good performances lately, but didn't like them very much in this one. Now, what do you think about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take five seconds right here and maybe Ooh. and maybe uh maybe make a better movie here. Why couldn't the dad be the interaction with Dumbo? Because the dad comes back and is looked at almost as a freak because he lost his arm. Oh, Why yeah. can't he relate to Dumbo because Dumbo's a freak with his fucking huge ears? Yeah, that's true. Colin Farrell's character's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Because, like, he comes back and he's, like, kind of distanced from his kid. But then, like, he comes to the defense of Jumbo when they're, like, trying to back her out and everything. And then, again, in the defense of Dumbo in, like, that moment Mm -hmm. where he, like, punches the the douchebag guy. Yeah. And then then for, like, the rest of the movie, he's a bad dad. Yeah. Like, he just, like, ignores his kids and is just, like, he's on the same team as, like, oh, Dumbo's a weirdo. Yeah, then he and then he turns face at the end. Yeah, he climbs it, climbs a, a tent with one arm. <laughs> yeah, with one arm he climbs a tent. And there's moments where the that thing is clearly at like a fucking. It's got a it's got a hefty pitch to it. It's a really <laughs> steep steep tent, and he's just standing on it with one arm, <laughs> not holding on to anything. He's yeah. just standing on it, his feet planted, mm-hmm. standing at this crazy incline, while with his one arm he's like. Let me get out my pocket knife. Let yeah. me just uh, punch a hole in this tent. Punch a hole, hole in the tent. I definitely won't fall. <laughs> We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but uh, uh, the audience can probably tell already that I've got problems with this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie's got problems with this movie. Yeah. We're in a universe where feathers are essentially cocaine to an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Did he snort the feathers in the cartoon? I thought he just held on to a feather. Held on to it. And it gave him confidence or something, and he flew. See, I haven't watched the original one in a very long time. I don't remember him needing to like snort them being a thing. Yeah, because th- this it's like, all right, we got to keep feathers for Dumbo because he likes to just do a rail real quick and then fly <laughs> around the room. <laughs> like, let me get that feather. <laughs> oh God damn! God damn! I think I'm gonna fly. <laughs> I'm a fly. <laughs> I thought he just held on to it also. But it was funny that while I was watching this, there was things that were coming back to me about the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Like, that's a cool, like, tribute. Like, there's one scene where elephants being made out of bubbles and stuff. Oh, dude, I really liked that. Yeah, that scene was really cool. And that's obviously a throwback to, like, the really psychedelic scene in the first Dumbo movie. Probably one of the best scenes in, like, an old school Disney animated movie. Yeah. It's creepy. It's weird. Made me feel weird as a kid. It is creepy. That's That scene was great. That's another time where they do a play on the song and make it their own and it fits in the scene very well 
And I thought it was funny because they keep cutting back to Dumbo. He's like half smiling, like bobbing his bobbing head to the song. Yeah. And he's like, yo, this song slaps, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad you said slaps because that's a word that I've been wanting to use on this podcast one day. There we go. <laughs> so. Also, this is another one of those movies where they're definitely trying to do something different. Yeah. Because, I mean, one, you kind of have to. I don't know if you looked it up, but the original Dumbo movie is only in an hour. It's 64 minutes. Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah, it's only an hour and four. By Damn. today's by today's standards, it would not be a feature length film. No. So holy shit, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's short. So I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta do something with it. That's why I actually kind of don't fault Tim Burton for adding in the human characters because I feel like you probably need to. He had to add like a whole 50 minutes to this movie, basically. Yeah, I just I feel like maybe have less characters because there's a lot of different characters going on and I probably would have preferred you would have focused on maybe like one or two of them. Yeah. It does feel a little bit like too much is going on and then it takes away from our protagonist, I would say, but Dumbo barely feels like the protagonist in this movie. Dumbo just feels like a, a set piece almost where it's like, I don't know. It feels it feels like they tried to root Dumbo too much to like the kids and Colin Farrell and everything. And it wasn't as much about Dumbo and his mom. Yeah. I don't know. It's something about it. Maybe I'm not wording it the way that I mean fully, but something about it really takes away from Dumbo himself. And it makes it feel like the movie's really about the kids and the dad. Well, as we were saying earlier, if the characters can't talk, you kind of just have to have them go just by expression. Yeah. And Dumbo's mouth is underneath his trunk. Yeah. So most of the time you can't really see if his mouth's doing anything. Like every once in a while, like you if can. he's actually talking, or no, I mean like, or just like for expressions, he's like, under there just mumbling like motherfuckers want to make me fly around this ring five, five times. <laughs> Shit, bitch, you'd be lucky if I get you around here three times. You're jumping on my back, where's that fucking net down there? You're gonna die. You're gonna die up here on my back. I'm a baby. I'm a baby boy. You can't be flying on me. I'm a motherfucking elephant. This shit is not natural. You shouldn't. Jamie Foxx's Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, you can't really. It's it's a little bit hard for Dumbo to express emotion with anything other than his eyes in this. His eyes and his ears. Yeah, his ears are down, and his eyes are crying. <laughs> yeah, but. uh that's that's the thing is like the best scenes in this movie are with Dumbo and his mom and they make you feel like the most like either yeah. Dumbo and his mom or just Dumbo. But when Dumbo's mom gets taken away, it, it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's rough. when she's locked up that first night and they recreate that scene when he goes to her uh, her train car. And yeah. she's locked up and it says like mad elephant on the scene. And they like, really just recreated that whole scene like shot for shot. Um, that was really that was really sad. Yeah. With her trunk out through the bars and he's lifting up. Oh, man. Poor guy. Poor little guy. And then, yeah, I mean, like there's there's one part where he's on kind of like a elevator type thing and there's like fire around him. An elephant vader. Um, and like you really want him to succeed. Also, there's just moments where like he's getting shit thrown at him. Like you really want the best for that character. Like you want him to succeed and you want him to be happy and stuff like that. But. It's it's just difficult because you never really get like in that character's head other than I should feel bad for you because people are making fun of you or I should feel bad for you because your mom was taken away. Like, yeah. And the other people don't really have much of a relationship with the character other than like like there's a subplot where the kids like we're going to 
we're gonna get your mom back. But right. then, but then but it told- only comes up like maybe twice, and then all of a sudden, the whole end of the movie is about the mom. Yeah, but it's but it's also like very convenient because the kids like we're gonna get your mom back, and then the dad's like what? And then like you could tell the dad in his head is like we're not getting that yeah like- the mom back. Like the mom's gone. Yeah. And then it feels like the relationship between the kids and Dumbo was like, we're going to get your mom back. But that was never actually a possibility until just based on pure coincidence that the mom was there. Yeah. And then, and it wasn't even until all the humans get fired and they're like, okay, you know what? We're going to stick it to this man now. It, yeah, wasn't, exactly. it wasn't based on Dumbo being upset. It was based on Michael Keaton's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> so, But he plays a good asshole. I liked him. You liked him? I liked him. I see I see your grimace. You don't agree. I you think he was a little too over the top. Yeah. I thought he was I he, think that's what the character is. He's supposed to be like this um carnival, like this kooky he, he basically is Willy Wonka. <laughs> except for I, a circus instead of a candy factory. I'll I'll fo- touch on Michael Keaton first, but in general, I thought every performance in this movie other than Danny DeVito was an atrocity. <laughs> Danny DeVito was great. I I, th- I thought every actor in this movie was trash. All right, uh, I wasn't a fan of what was her name, Colette or Nicolette or whatever. Uh, Colette, yeah, Colette. I wasn't a fan of her character and her performance. I wasn't big into Colin Farrell. I did like Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito though. I liked Danny DeVito. I didn't like Michael Keaton. I found him way over the top, Ooh. and I also felt like he's like, okay, Johnny Depp's not in this movie. I'm going to show Tim Burton that I'm Johnny Depp. <laughs> so I'm just going to watch all the Tim Burton movies with Johnny Depp and then just do all of his characters at once. Because he just like, he's all over the place in this movie. And he starts off kind of almost like smooth, like smooth talker. But then by the end, he's just like going insane. <laughs> Rabid dog man. Yeah. <laughs> the enti- His entire theme park burns to the ground because he doesn't know how to use controls. And he's just flipping everything. <laughs> switch for no reason. He's like, I don't know what any of this does. I'm going to hit every button in this room. Yeah. I was like, oh, God damn it. I, I did not like his character or his performance at all just because I was like, you are, you're going for it. I'll say that. You're going for it. He is. I loved him. You liked him? I loved him. I'm glad you liked him. I didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I mean, he was I, captivating. I, I did like Johnny. I mean, I did like Danny DeVito. I keep saying Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is in this movie. Because you keep I'm, you keep wanting him to be in this movie. Yeah. I thought he was gonna show up and be like, "What's up, motherfuckers? I'm the Black Crow." Oh, from, from that's the one. Movie. If this movie has anything good about it, it's that they cut those out. <laughs> yeah, they cut out all the the super racist moments from the first Dumbo. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Aaron Kruger wanted that in. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This is the type of stuff that I signed on to do." Dude. Yeah, no, I mean, I I wasn't a fan of, like, there's so much of this movie that I wasn't a fan of, honestly. Like, there's good things in this movie, but I felt like as an adult watching the movie, I couldn't help but think that only children could enjoy this. You don't think they could? No, I thought felt like the only people that could actually... Oh, the only people. The only people that could actually enjoy this movie are children. I felt like for a child, this this would be fine. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's way too sad. Oh, it It is is very sad. way too sad. It ends on a good note, though. Does it? What happens to them? What if that ship was the Titanic? No, oh, they they show him in Africa and he's flying around with the elephants. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did think then, that too, though. When the ship, I was like, what time are we in? That's not the Titanic, is it? <laughs> I, I was like, I hope it is. Which actually brings me to a, um, a little theory that I have. Okay. That I teased to you before we started recording. I have a feeling this is shared universe. 
with a movie we've done on our podcast before called Holmes and Watson. <laughs> you ready for this? All right. In the first show, when they get to the Dreamland, Michael Keaton's you know big carnival attraction. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about that in a bit. There is the announcer for Dumbo. Oh, I thought about this too. Is the ready to rumble guy. Yeah. This is his third appearance on our podcast. First wait, showed up wait. in Creed 2. Creed 2. Holmes and Watson. And now Dumbo. Was was he in Fighting With My Family? No. He no, wasn't? No, okay. no, no, no. But he might also be showing up again really soon. I wouldn't be surprised if they used him in Detective Pikachu for like a Pokemon battle. Oh. <laughs> Let's get ready to battle! <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, man, this guy's killing it. He he's only is got, all over the place. He's only got like four lines in all these movies, but he is killing it. He had a lot more in this one than anything else that we've seen. He showed up in two separate scenes. Yeah. Both in the same context. But here's my here's my fan theory. This movie, you know, he's working at the Dreamland, everything, announcing before the let's get ready for Dumbo and big finale. The whole fucking Dreamland catches on fire, burns down his whole circus, his whole amusement park and everything. So now this poor announcer guy's out of a job. So he has to resort to announcing at underground fisticuff matches <laughs> in like the seediest parts of uh of England. Yeah, yeah. Like he has he gets forced out, he has to leave America, go back home, and now he's uh announcing it the seedy underbelly of this uh, underground fighting ring mm-hmm. which is where we meet him in, in Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Watson and then that ship at the end of Dumbo is the Titanic <laughs> <laughs> so this is a shared universe with Holmes and Watson just so everybody knows I could see it I could definitely see it nice that's actually a great point <laughs> yeah I think it, I think I nailed it that actually makes me like the movie more <laughs> <laughs> but now is it the Holmes and Watson verse or is it the Dumbo verse Hmm. we'll put a poll up on instagram yeah yeah that's a good question <laughs> People are gonna be like what the fuck, fuck is, is this <laughs> <laughs> i want to give this movie a little bit more like i said there are good things about it i absolutely loved the design of dreamland yeah but you also are hip to the uh carnival styles carnival style but that also felt very like steampunky yeah yeah it did for some of the some of the areas of the park the science world was really cool Here, here's here's what i'm gonna say the first half of this movie felt like Tim Burton was going by the books. Yeah. And then the second half with Dreamland felt like he was doing what he wanted to do. That makes sense. The first half of the movie, yeah, it does feel like it's they're ripping the pages out from the original. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, they had to add like a whole extra hour. And that basically is the entire back half of the movie. Yeah. And I really liked the the design of, of you know, the carnival, all the costumes. I've said already, I like the costume design and set design and stuff, but that was definitely my favorite part of the movie was watching that. And that was more of the spectacle that I wanted when watching this movie. Yeah. And I was glad that I got it for at least like five minutes. So Yeah, you got a little taste, a little taste. So do you think that as a whole, if this movie diverged more from the original, you would have liked it better? Or would you have rather have seen it kind of take that style and just apply it to the original? You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or do you think I they think... should have taken more liberties with the beginning of the movie and over and stylized it similar to how the end is and just kind of like change up the telling of the story a little bit? I don't know what I would have preferred but I will say that either just doing it true to the to the book, yeah. or I mean to the movie, doing it true to the, the movie, 
would have been better for sure. Okay. That being being said, you would have need to have made the characters talk and had the interactions interactions between the different animals and stuff. So either if you did it straight from the the movie, you gotta you gotta commit and you gotta make the animals talk. Yeah. If you're not gonna do that and you're gonna add in all these other human characters and all that, then you need to figure out which characters you want to focus on and which characters are important because none of the characters in this movie get any sort of real development or any like type of story. It's just kind of like nothing really subtle. It's literally just in the last ten minutes, people are just like, "I decided I'm like this now." Yeah, like there's no gradual change in any characters. It's always it's just like I'm a dick now. I'm nice, or yeah, I'm nice now. I'm a dick. I think the character that has probably the best arc, and it's really not even that good of an arc because it's it Danny, is also is Danny DeVito's character. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. I would have cut the kid characters out of it. I probably would have cut out maybe even Colin Farrell's character, and I probably would. Yeah, and 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 her. I would have probably just had it been Michael Keaton's character and Danny DeVito. Maybe they're the brothers because Danny DeVici's Danny DeVici. Danny DeVici. <laughs> I like it. Because Danny DeVito's circus is called Medici. Yeah. Medici, Medici brothers. brothers. And there's no brother. So maybe like the two of them are brothers or something like that. And they yeah. and there's there's a divide between the two of them of how they want to use Dumbo or something like that. That would have been better rather than having fucking 200 characters and having none of them do anything. Yeah, almost like Danny DeVito has to like, he's like the second rate brother, so he has to run the road show. Mm-hmm. But then he's the one who makes this deal and gets Dumbo and then the brother's like, well, you know, like it's it's our family circus and he's the big star, so he should come, he should come perform at the big show and everything. And he's just like, no, like this is getting money for us and it's supporting my people here who whatever you've decided are not good enough or whatever. And there could be like that kind of turmoil. We're writing a better script already. And somebody <laughs> needs to hire us. But yeah. So, well, what do you expect from Transformers? I, yeah, I know. Writers. It's when, like, I, when I saw his body, when I saw his body work, I was like, oh yeah, this makes, this makes sense. This makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> Cause I watched the movie and obviously I'm like there, this could be good obviously because there's a fucking great movie about this already. Yeah. And I, I do, like I said, I do applaud Tim Burton for trying to do something different, especially when the source material is only an hour long. Like you've got to figure something out. Yeah. I just felt like there was a lot of missteps in the direction they chose the amount of characters that they had and what they chose to focus on. And I um, feel like knowing that they had to add stuff to the movie, they just had like a vision board up and they're like, all right, here's like a dozen ideas that we could, we could use and we can expand one of these to fill in the rest of our movie. And then they were like, well, let's try six of them. <laughs> and we'll I like just, them all. We'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll just use a little bit of everything. And it definitely makes it feel like a little bit convoluted. Mm-hmm. It, it is very convoluted. This was a little bit of a letdown for me. I don't know how you were feeling going into this movie, but I was a little bit let down by it. You know what? Going into the movie, I was feeling, I was feeling hopeful, but I was also feeling very hungry. <laughs> it, was an, it was a 9 a.m. movie that I saw. So, of course, going that early to the movies, I had to get up nice and early, and I had to uh, pack my jacket because, uh, as you know, your boy likes to bring a little bit of the uh, snacks of the sneaky kind with him, thus thus bringing us to Sky Sneaky Snacks. (laughs) Hmm. Mm. 
So we didn't see this movie together. We saw it on different days. So now I got to guess what you Yes, brought. you do. Give me my hint. All right. This is a tough one. So I'm going to kind of give you a double header of a hint because I brought quite a few snacks. Oh, shit. You brought a smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah. Smorgasbord. <laughs> so... One half of this hint is the time of day that I went to see the movie plays into my first snack. I went at 9 a.m. But to accompany this snack, because this snack is not quite a movie snack, I did also have to sneak a snack of a uh, sweeter kind. Okay. Do they do they complement each other? No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. <laughs> this is food, right? It's not a drink? Yes, no drink. Okay. Do you bring a bacon, egg, and cheese? Yes. Okay. Half, half of a bacon, egg, and cheese. Half of a bacon, egg, and cheese. Okay. Salt, pepper, ketchup, baby. All right. And then the other thing's sweeter? Yes. Which pretty much anything is sweeter than a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yes. Do you bring a donut? Ooh, no, I didn't. Okay. Do you bring... Was it a candy? Yes, it was a candy. It wasn't M&M's again, was it? Oh, what kind? There's quite a few varieties. And I, I'll give you I'll give you a double up hint now. Okay, there's a lot of hints in this episode. <laughs> I brought I brought two different styles of M and M. Oh my god, this is the sneak craziest <laughs> sneaky snack yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went peanut M and M's. No, close pretzel M and M's. Yes, pretzel and peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, nailed it. Oh man, I actually did pretty good there. Yeah, so half a bacon egg and cheese, a shareable size of pretzel M and M's, <laughs> and a shareable size of peanut butter M and M's. Nice. I didn't sneak anything in. That was, uh, that was boring. I actually, I was I, thinking about just bringing in peanuts because it's fitting to the to the movie. I actually used my AMC points and I bought myself the pretzel bites and a soda for free. Nice. And I was very happy. You've about been that. saving those up. Yeah, I know. I just spend them as I get them. I I usually save them up and then it's all the same. And then when I want to take my girlfriend to the movies, you don't have to pay, pay for the movie. I just. My ticket's free, her ticket's free, we just go, it's a good time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but uh, I was hungry. I didn't want to spend money. So. Yeah, I feel you. But yeah, good job there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. My pockets were full. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to summer. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to, like, duct tape <laughs> Rig a vest up. <laughs> yeah, like, duct tape food, like, under my shirt. Do you have anything else that you want to uh, contribute to the movie? I'm honestly, like, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm out of things to talk about, really. This movie, for me, was just very... Um, it was un- it was very forgettable. There wasn't much to it. I didn't really like much. I didn't latch on to much. Well, here's a question for you then. So we're talking about the performances and stuff like this. Somebody who I'd say definitely like, you know, performs the shit out of her roles. Helena Bottom Carter mm-hmm. who's no longer, you know, romantically connected to Tim Burton. I feel like if she still was, she one thousand percent would have played Colette. Yeah, that's her role. Yep, in this movie. Do you think it would have been better? Do I think the movie as a whole would have been better, or do I think that character? Um, do you think do you think her portrayal might have been better? Because I mean, we've seen her play okay, a I'll wide say, variety I'll, of characters. I'll say this: the character may have been better, not because of the writing, because the writing on that character is not anything to write home about. No, but that actress Eva Eva Green, her accent is also horrible yeah <laughs> like like they accent flip-flops i have no idea what it is at times and uh i couldn't nail down if it was russian or french or just sometimes just like oh you're you're american British. cool oh yeah that too 
I yeah, maybe Helena Bonham Carter could have done a better job with the accent. Yeah. Like man, I'm I'm like being so like I'm not asking for much here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go in expecting this like this better this better blow me away. I just watching it like I I can't stress enough. That was my brothers asked me how it was when I got back and I was like I did not like it at all. And they're like like yeah, I didn't think the trailer looked that like that good. Like they weren't hyped on it. But then I said, I was like, it's not even like the things in the, the trailer weren't the things that bother me. I was, and the first thing I said to him, I was like, the acting in this movie is horrible. This is some of the worst acting I've seen this year. I wouldn't say that I didn't like it at all. There were some things I liked. Like I liked the werewolf and the Nightmare Island. I didn't realize that you can make a werewolf just by putting a flannel shirt on a regular dog. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. <laughs> and um, I, mean, I, was, I loved the musical score. Music is, is a big part of the stuff for me so yeah the things that i like about that the, being on point was the, great the things that i like about this movie i like the score and i like the the design i also like how tim burton is just a psycho and i guess it makes sense if he really doesn't like circuses because if you think about it like look at the circuses he puts in his movies it's like oh kids movie huh nice circus be a shame if i set it on fire, fire. <laughs> does it like twice dreamland yeah <laughs> he d- yeah he does it twice actually <laughs> i'm thinking about it he destroys the, way- the the first time i mean that makes sense that's in the original movie and then they just double down and do it bigger at the end of act three like end of act one the first circus gets destroyed danny devito's and then uh, act three michael keaton's circus gets destroyed yeah this elephant's a menace <laughs> <laughs> why are we saving him yeah the uh they didn't they put them on the titanic <laughs> i also thought that the way that that circus scene goes down like the way it burns to the ground was hilarious oh yeah because like that's another example of like the the effects being a little questionable the effects were questionable but i just thought the way that things plan out play out and that the movie was funny just because like you don't want that character to have like you you want the worst form by the end of the movie because he's a douche yeah (laughs) and so they're like okay so like he's wealthy we need to destroy everything of his let's just burn this entire place down and then when we bring up the lawsuit of them stealing his elephant we're just gonna say that he's got other things that are more important to think figure out yeah that'll do it that'll do it (laughs) (laughs) because he says he's like i'm gonna sue you for stealing my elephant they're like your circus is on fire. You've got bigger fish to fry. And then he like turns yeah. around and he like looks at his park. He's like, oh shit. Like he didn't feel like the he heat. Didn't, didn't realize. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> also, don't you think he would have insurance? He's probably going to make like. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's going to be fine. And, and it's also just funny because he goes into a control room and like what were they? They're like opening up gates or they're trying to get the power back on. Yeah. And they're like, sir, you don't know what you're doing. And he just starts smashing like levers and shit. <laughs> and then yeah. the, and then of course, when you turn too many levers, <laughs> Everything starts. Everything exploding. explodes. <laughs> so the whole. Well, it was 1919. We don't know how electricity worked back then. Yeah, that is that's actually a great point. <laughs> yeah, we're we're this is a hundred years ago. That that whole section had me actually like kind of like cackling a little bit in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is going on here? And then yeah, no, just hit how irate he is. His hair's fucking flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. I still like Michael Keaton, though. I'm sorry. I still like him. Hey, what? he gave us Birdman, so I mean, I still That's love true. him also. And, and Batman. Home, and, yeah, Batman, and he was the Vulture in Homecoming. I mean, a lot of... Oh, uh, dude, his performance on that, though. Whoo, man. No, he's, he's really Next awesome. Next level. Yeah. Next level. I want to know... I know how you feel. 
We kind of know how I feel. I feel like you've pretty spoiled your total feelings on it. I'm kind of holding back for this moment, this magic moment. Mm-hmm. What's the motherfucking tomato tomato on this? All right. The tomato on this movie, the critics are giving it a 50%. Whoa. So this is rotten. 5-0. Rotten. Whoa. Tomato? Uh-huh. 60. One is that point, still rotten? No. One point away from being rotten. 59 is rotten. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, man. 50 to 60. <laughs> I'm going to say tomato. I am going tomato as well. Okay. What's your grade? I was going to say, so a 60, if I remember correctly, would be an F, right? Correct, Amundo. I wouldn't fail this. I'm going, this might, this might shock you. I'm going C minus. Okay. On C minus. I would would put this around a 70. You want to know something? What? I was going to give this a C minus until we started talking about it. Oh, really? (laughs) And now I'm going to give it a D. (laughs) (laughs) For Dumbo! (laughs) For Dumbo. (laughs) That's perfect. No. So, so what is a, what's a D? D is like, uh, like in the mid 60s? 65, yeah. Okay, so we're not too far off from each other, but you are a little bit closer to that audience rating. Yeah, I don't know. C minus. I feel I feel fine with a C minus because there were some uh, some positive things that I saw in this movie. Again, music is big for me. I thought that was good. Danny DeVito's performance is great. I enjoyed Michael Keaton. I know you didn't. Maybe that's like the biggest difference in our grades. I think we kind of agree on the rest of the performances. But, like, I also didn't go into this movie with, like, any sort of expectations. So, like, it was fun and enjoyable. Maybe it wasn't fun because it was deeply depressing. There's some fun for parts a lot it. of it. There's some fun yeah, parts. Yeah. But I also like movies that are, like, sad like that. But I'm watching this and I'm like, I, I don't think I could even watch this with Megan, wifey boo. <laughs> I I told her about it. I'm like, I think there are some moments that you would find like really sweet and endearing, but I feel like most of the movie you would just cry <laughs> because they're just really shitty to Dumbo. Like people are just really shitty to Dumbo. Yeah. And he has like the worst life. It's like, hey, you've just been born. You're like two days old and uh, we're getting rid of your mom. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, granted, yeah, that's that's what the movie is too. It actually, but... this I I kept thinking about this in the movie. I'm pretty sure that elephants are the only animal that can actually like m- like feel like sadness and like like mourn the death of someone else. Like they're more in tune with like their family than what about dogs. I, see, I don't. know. I'm saying like like if if another dog passed oh, away, oh, oh. I don't know how if it would really like resonate the same resonate the same way like i think the way that elephants respond to like death and like they never their forget. family is the same way as like a human okay. and so and so when dumbo's mom gets taken away i was like this is fucked up right <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> fucked up but i mean you you did make a lot of good points i again the parts with dumbo actually like hit me in the feels a little bit like cuz you do feel really bad for him and the part with his mom and stuff like you're like yeah, oh this is really sad guy. like there, there are some good moments that actually like make you feel some stuff. It's just that Dumbo's barely in his own movie. Yeah, that and was that was probably my biggest negative. It's like it's called Dumbo, but I'm not seeing a lot of Dumbo. Yeah, and I don't, I didn't like the acting at all. The story is too convoluted for me, and I also like 
I was really banking on like the visuals. I felt like the visuals were a little inconsistent. So for me, it's a D. I would actually give it maybe like a C or a C minus or whatever for a kid. I think if like a younger kid. You're saying that I'm a child? No, I'm just saying. Because I gave it a C minus. Yeah, I know. I'm, I think that oh, it's. Okay. I see what we're doing here. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. This is over. <laughs> I think that, if, you know, take a kid. I think this, they're going to be able to watch it and enjoy it and shut, you know, shut their brain off. Oh, there's a flying elephant. That's cool. Yeah. They're hey, not kids. Shut the fuck also, up. Look at the screen. Also, like the things that I like about it are things that like kids aren't going to notice. Like they're not going to notice the inconsistencies on the CGI or where yeah. the green screen is. Like, I think that they're just going to see it. it's colorful. There's, there's kids, there's animals stuff. They'll have a good time. I think for a kid, this movie's fine. I just yeah. feel like, again, a lot of these Disney movies that are being remade, I don't know why they're being remade other than money, and this definitely just feels like, let's fucking make that money, Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dumbo, let's get this cheddar. <laughs> so, yeah, for the, all of those reasons, I'm giving it a D. All right. I'm, I'm giving, I think what it is, is I'm giving more weight to the things that I like than maybe it deserves. But I'm also giving more credit to people I like because I love Danny Elfman who did this score, and I love Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito. So maybe I'm I'm giving their positives more weight than I'm giving the negatives because I have less invested in the people who are the biggest negatives in this movie for me. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just upsetting. I really like Tim Burton, but I'm I indifferent. I will say this: the guy has past proven himself, but. More recently, proven himself to not be worthy of my love. It's been a while since Tim Burton has done like a movie of his that you can tell he's really passionate about. Yeah, he's not doing a lot of original stuff anymore. Yeah, and part of me is hoping that maybe this might be just be one of those movies that he did because he doesn't. He has no writing, you know, credentials on this. Uh, Yeah, just producer, right? Producer director. He was director. I don't even know if he was a producer. He may have been, but or maybe like executive producer, something like that. But he, but like I feel like this may. I'm hoping that this may have been a movie where he's doing it just because he knows this is gonna make bank. Yeah, and this will fund this his movie, next thing. Yeah, this will help him fund the next thing that he really wants to do. Yeah, because he hasn't done something in a while that is his. I, th- the, to my knowledge, I feel like the last thing he did was maybe Big Eyes or Frankenweenie. Been probably like six yeah. years. It's unfortunate when you see like visionary directors and people who obviously have like great creative minds, and then they're just like relegated to making other people's movies. Essentially, yeah. Like this is somebody else's movie. It's just Tim Burton did it. Yeah, it really is. That's it's not Tim Burton's movie. It's Tim Burton did a Dumbo movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about the the money that it's made. This movie cost estimated one hundred and seventy million. Okay, that's not too unreasonable. That's in the ballpark of like I feel like most movies of this size. Yeah, you know, as of this morning, which is Sunday morning on opening weekend, so it's not even through the opening weekend. It's at 116 million, so it'll do fine. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna double for yeah. sure. It's yeah. gonna do well. It'll be all right. Do you think they're gonna make a Dumbo too? No. What I was gonna say was, if Aladdin does well, are they gonna do like Return of Jafar? Ooh. Or Aladdin and the the Forty Thieves, King of Thieves. Is that what it is? Aladdin something and the King like of that. Thieves, or something. Funny, funny story about that. There's a scene in Aladdin and the King of Thieves where one of the main villains in it, he says, he's like, "What's the trouble in Agrabah?" And he has his like cup of beer and he slams it down on the table and he goes, "Nothing." And then beer fucking like flies everywhere. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I had my friend Andrew uh eat over and 
we were sitting there and I had a cup of strawberry milk and I went, what's the trouble in Agrabah? And I went, nothing. And I slammed the thing down and fucking strawberry milk went everywhere. And me and Andrew still talk about that to this day. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys were living large. <laughs> I had a couple like random like movie references at the dinner table that were definitely not appropriate. There was one time where I quoted a, a movie about the government when my parents were talking about politics as a joke and I threw a piece of steak at the wall. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Yeah. So, wait, what movie is somebody throwing steak at the wall? Oh, nobody throws anything. I just wanted to act more angry than I should have because I didn't give a shit. Oh, so like that was me being dramatic. But I literally, I threw, I threw a little you, piece. I you should have gone to school of, for acting. I threw a little piece of steak at the wall, and actually, it hit the garage, like the the door that leads to the garage in our house, <laughs> Did and it, and stick it, to it, it stuck there and slid down. And my dad looked at me. And he just went, "Really." <laughs> That's amazing. So next time, next time I come over and you guys are eating dinner and you invite me to sit down, I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna come over next time you guys are having steak. I'm gonna throw it at the door. Do you think he would remember? I don't think he would, honestly. That's great. I think that stuck with me just because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They were probably just like our kids are fucking animals. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they get for having three boys. Psychotic. I have one and I'm done. One and done. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, another day. Another Dumbo. Another Dumbo. <laughs> another day, another Dumbo. Next week, we're going to review another Dumbo movie. What do we have planned for next week? What is next week? Next week? Oh, well, I know what next week is. What? Shizm. Oh, wow. Shazam. Oh, yeah. Shazam. 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 I think Shazam's next week. I, you know, I we don't know our schedule, but we've been talking a little bit about Pet Cemetery, uh, yep. Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy's coming. We have fucking Godzilla coming. We obviously have Endgame coming. Yeah, yeah. So. that's soon. Those tickets are going on sale in like the next two days. Yep. At the time that we're recording this, they're probably already on sale by the time. Honestly, the movie's probably out by the time this episode's <laughs> released. But yeah. I'm I'm watching like a hawk for when those tickets go on sale. We gotta get that. Do you think an IMAX? I'm thinking Dolby. Woo! Opening night Dolby. Yeah, you I'm know gonna, it's gonna be crazy in that theater. It's it's gonna be. They're gonna have to have it playing in like 20 screens. Yeah, in I, every theater. I have already told like told a few people like yeah we're definitely going to open night. We're going Dolby, and they were like get my ticket because I want to go. So when those go on sale, we're gonna well, have to buy better them right have, away. They better have the money. Yeah, no, but you you're you're going. I'm going. Ryan's going. Our friend Zach's going. Cool. I'm not sure. I might. Have I'm gonna to... see if Pat wants to go. Yeah, like I think we're gonna have to get like five or six seats. We're gonna have to figure out the logistics on how to do that. Yeah, but well, the... Ryan will get one at least on his app, and then I can get two on mine. And oh, okay. Get you and Pat's or whatever, or something like that. We'll figure. Yeah, that'll out. work. That'll work. But in the meantime, you guys can figure out the logistics of finding us on social media. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast enter yourself so you can win some sweet swag and until then suck it losers <laughs>